HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, a supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. For more information, visit Corin.com. This episode is brought to you by Pasta Sustainable Agriculture. Register now for PASA's 2024 conference in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Don't miss over 70 educational sessions on farming and food systems, plus an expansive trade show. Learn more at pasafarming.org slash HRN2024. Welcome to Japan Needs. I'm your host, Akiko Teyama, a food writer and the director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deeper understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from Brooklyn, New York. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every day on the supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi ramen izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I try to demystify it in this program with my cook guests. My guest today is uh, Johan Uriak, who is the chef owner of Neapolitan Pizza Food Truck, Pizza Bella, located in Izuka City, Fukuoka Prefecture, Japan. And Johan is originally from France and worked in Australia, Canada, Korea, and eventually arrived in Japan eight years ago. And he had done various things before he found his calling of making great pizza for his customers, many of whom became also his friends. So today we'll discuss why a young Frenchman decided to move to Japan and became a pizzaiolo, how he started and runs a successful food truck business in the foreign land, how he built a network of close friends in Japan, and much, much more. But before we start, Japan is available on the Heritage Radio Network website, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. So please go to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whichever you listen to, and subscribe to Japanese. And please write review, we truly appreciate your feedback. Now, let's start a conversation with Johan Uriak. Hello, Johan. Welcome to the show. Hello. Nice to meet you, everyone. Yeah. So, yeah, so I happened to find your amazing YouTube video, and uh, I was fascinated by uh, what you do, how you got to uh, run your su- successful business, and also how you are one personality. Like, I understand why people wanted to become friends with you. So today we'll discuss all of them. So, oh, thank uh, you. To get- <laughs> yeah, it's really true. So I, uh, maybe I should put the link to the YouTube video as well. 
for everybody who's um, interested. Uh, uh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, first of all, to get to know you, where are you from and what did you eat when you grew up? So, I'm from France, in the south of France, in a very countryside area. And then is the name of the city is、uh, Castel Nodari. It's near Carcassonne and near Toulouse. So, what I used to eat over there is famous food is called cassoulet. Cassoulet is、uh, white beans marinated with some French pig sausage and some duck legs. And then they do it for like, it's marinated for one day. And then after that, they put it in a hoover to make it crispy. And this is the most famous food we have in my hometown. That's why I、mm. used to eat a lot. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the duck leg is such a fancy ingredient for the majority of other, <laughs> the rest of us in the world. So, yeah. yeah, and I understand why you make such a great pizza. So, and I heard that、uh, before you went to Japan, you worked extensively outside of France, such as Australia, Canada, and Korea. So, how did you leave France,、uh, which sounds like an amazing place you grew up, and decided to work abroad? Yeah, actually, when I was, since I was a kid, actually, I all the time wanted to go abroad, and I was all the time interested to go, like,、uh, especially in England, in London. Then, so when I was 17, I left France and then I went to London. And then I used to start to work in a Hilton hotel in London for about one year. And then I learned English. And then after that, I came back to France. And then I worked like a few different hotels in Cannes in a French movie festival city. And then after that, I just escaped and then I went to Australia for two years. And then in Australia, too, I was working in some hotel, five star hotel. And then I become friends with a lot of Korean people and Japanese people, and then I start to be in love with the Asian culture. So after that, I, was in, I went to Korea in Seoul, and I used to work at the Ritz Carlton Hotel after that for one year. And then after I went to Canada, and then, and then finally I went to Japan, something like this.、Mm, right. Wow. Well, it sounds like being a hotel man.、Um, It's very challenging, and also you learned so much from the diversity of the experience. So, what, was, what did you learn from that being a hotelman? Yeah, I learned about the like all different c u l t u r e in the world, and then I used to be with、uh, like with so many people from different like countries, from different lifestyles, some very, very like rich people, some famous people, and、uh, I learned so many things from everyone, but I learned how to, how to, how to say, like,、uh, the, in a five star hotel, when you arrive in a, when the guests arrive in a hotel, you need to guess what the guests want first, and you need to give the best impression. So that's what I'm doing now in,、uh, when I walk in my fo- small food truck. When the guests arrive, I try to do the same level as a five star hotel, and then, Like,、um, how to say in English, like、uh, the eyes contact, and then you need to all the time guess what the、uh, people want to ask you before. Right. Well, that's interesting, right? Because、uh, in Japanese, there's a phrase called read the air. So you have to、uh, guess, but beyond guessing, you really have to have insight into somebody's feeling 
and you try to yes, capture yes, yes. that need before they even know what they want. So that's a skill. So you arrived in Japan eight years ago. So why did、yes. you go to Japan and decided to stay there? So what I And then in Australia, I met someone and then、uh, we, we kept in touch. And then she came to visit me in Korea. And then in Korea, we was, at that time, it was just a friend. And then she told me, like, how about you come to visit me, visit me next time in, in Japan, in Fukuoka? So I went to Japan and then we become still be friends. And that time I was saying, like, then how about I'm thinking to go to Canada for one year to work there? How about you? You want to come with me, and then we can walk over there. And then, and then at that time, we become like a, like a couple. And then, and then I came back to Japan with her, and then I married her. And then that's why I stay in Japan after that. Now I have two kids, like two boys, five years old and six years old. So, more, I am staying in Japan, and I, I believe forever now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Such a global.、Um... Discoveries, then it's amazing. I have two boys, right? You said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So okay, now I need to、they? do my best for them. So they are five、right. years old and six years old. Wow. Okay. So busy father and busy business person. And、uh, I'm sure、yeah. you're a great husband as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> so be- before you started your own business two years ago,、uh, what did you do? It seems that That six years made you immerse yourself fully in Japanese culture and society and also the language. So, what I did, as you know, I was working all my life in a five star hotel, a bit everywhere. So, I thought it's going to be the same story like when I came to Korea. First, I came to Korea and then I, I applied to work in the Ritz Carlton Hotel and then I had the job right away. Even I could not speak Korean because most of the Customers, the guest is not Korean, so they speak English. So they were happy to have someone who could speak English and be in touch with them. So I did the same thing in Tokyo. When I went to Tokyo, I applied so many like,、uh, hotels, but I could not find any job because I said, you really need to speak Japanese perfectly. So it's a different culture, different countries. They, they see the rule differently. So after that, after maybe one month, In Tokyo, I left and I went to Fukuoka, the city where my wife used to live. live. And then I worked for her dad in a, karaoke, in a karaoke. But it was a bit hard for me because, from like five star world, like I work in a karaoke, and then dad is very, very strong Japanese boss. Like his, his own company, and then it was. I need to adapt to the Japanese rule and the Japanese lifestyle. And then he told me, like, I have a family member, so I, I am not allowed to have day off, and I need to work night and day. And then he, he said, <laughs> if you, if you want to be a success in a business, you need to work, work, and never think about stopping work. So I was, I was a bit like, what is going on? This is, I love Japan, but this is very different world lifestyle than what I did before. So, so I decided to, do, to experience another life story, like myself. So I went to Fukuoka and then I was working in some izakaya as a chef because I was thinking at that time already, I want to do something in Japan, my own. I want to do something with food. 
So I start to work in some izakaya as a chef, like normal Japanese, like yakitori izakaya. But it was the same story, very, very hard. And I had to drive like more than one hour from my hometown, Izuka to Fukuoka every day. And very, very hard work. And then I start to feel like, do I really want to do like uh, izakaya chef or Japanese traditional food, like cuisine I want to do? And then after that, at that time, I quit the job and then I was doing like in Japanese, you say daikan, chakapanta, kapanta, like making the house. Yeah, kapanta. We was doing this, but they are very working like uh, Japanese kapanta and they are very like, they they work very hard and they don't, they didn't have any like uh, safety, like no, no, no belt, no things. They just walk like this on the, <laughs> the third floor fourth floor fifth floor and then it's very it was very scary for me very like uh, i couldn't do it it was but i did it for like seven months and then but uh, still i was not so happy like um, i want to do something in japan and i like i am happy to do it every day and then and then i don't want to do something just to not be happy and then so after that of course it's i was a bit lost in japan and i didn't know what i want to do and then so at that time one of my friends he recommended me to do some job like if you want to have like a like quite good salary and then you will be okay for a while till you think what you want to do so i was doing like um how you say it or gomi gomiya-san it or pick up the rubbish in the street i was pick up mm. the rubbish in, uh, rubbish truck and then I was doing like uh, kumitoriya-san. I don't know how you do it in, you say wow. in English. Uh, yes, yes, wow. <laughs> this is well, like... Let's uh, pick up uh, the sewage, sewage item from each house before it gets uh, like uh, modernized. Yeah. Wow, that's like extreme range of like yeah, boot camp experience. Yeah. <laughs> this is extreme. It was very, very hard job and very like... Uh, I did this for three years because at that time my kid was very young and then I was saying, I was telling myself, like, I'm dad now and I should not stop. I should stop quitting job and then I should do work hard for them. But I was thinking, like, really, really, I cannot keep going this all my life. And then, and then actually, I, I, start, I talk a lot with my dad. My dad is a French patissier. He's a French patissier. And when I was a kid, I used to work a lot with him. And so I know how to make, like, the dough. I know how to make some cake and this and that. So... We was telling him, I was telling him that I want to, how about I want doing like uh, my pizza shop, like some pizza business in Japan. I'm happy and I love to make pizza, but of course I cannot make pizza at that time. And then of course I definitely need to go back to Fukuoka and then work in a Japanese uh, pizza shop. And then I need to work hard for them. And then I know it's going to be, to, to be hard, but I need to do it. So at that time I stopped the job. And I was doing, and then I came to Fukuoka again, and then I I work in a, like a famous pizza shop in Fukuoka, and then it was like a few months over there, but I find out that they are very very strict. They never let me make any pizza. You just need to do like a dishwasher and this and that. I'm okay with that. I understand, but I was I could not wait anymore. I was too in a hurry to to do something myself. So. I changed the job again and then I applied in a different pizza shop where you only make pizza. It was quite good because it was very busy and you just make pizza, pizza, pizza. But the way they make pizza is different from my way, my image, I was thinking to make pizza. So over there I could practice, touch the, the pizza and practice with my hand 
And then nighttime when I come back my home, I watch some like YouTube and Instagram of the most famous like pizza chef in France and Japan, Italia. And then I learn the technique from them. And then I do it at work over there the day after. So I was doing this for like two years. Right. So it's amazing, right? So you are uh, eight years in Japan. Sounds like from the most intense, <laughs> concentrated experience, even far beyond regular Japanese people could learn about the society. And uh, you know how yeah. the, the whole social system works, how people can be so stable. My dad is from Kyushu. And uh, that, that land, that area of Japan is known for being traditional. And uh, your wife's father sounds like very uh, kind of traditional style-minded person, like my, yes, my father yes, was. Yes. <laughs> so right? it's yeah. like very hardcore. So once you know how it works, it's like a skills, right? The knowledge of the society and the culture. So I think your time was not wasted. It was such a precious asset that you had that 60 years. And then, of course, you learned yeah. Japanese-style of making pizza, the how Japanese kitchen works. That sounds like you had a very precious eight years so far. I mean, the six years before you started your business two years ago. So, yeah. amazing. Right. So, uh, well, we're going to dive into uh, your business, but we'll take a quick break here. And when we come back, we discuss uh, your pizza truck, Pizza Bella. All right. So, listeners, please stay with us. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, a supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. Corin is proud of their Japanese culture and traditions, but they want you to know that their products are not just for Japanese restaurants. Their knives and tableware bring out the best qualities of food from every culture and fit into every restaurant from French to Pan-Asian to American. And that is why they're located in New York City, where people from every country in the world come to eat. Corin's Tribeca showroom is home to the most extensive collection of Japanese chef knives in the world, including Japan. Stop by to view their exquisitely designed tableware and the rarest natural sharpening stones. They have a whole range of knife services from repair and rust removal to reshaping and realigning. Corin is dedicated to this ideal, bringing the highest quality Japanese design to your table so you can experience the unparalleled quality of Japanese craftsmanship in your home or restaurant. For more information, visit Corin.com. Want to cultivate farms and food systems that nourish, heal, and empower? Register now for PASA's 2024 Sustainable Agriculture Conference. Discover resources, services, and products at our expansive trade show and explore more than 70 educational sessions on climate-smart practices, food justice, soil health, and more. Featuring a dynamic lineup of speakers, including Reginaldo Hasle Marroquin, farmer and founder of the Regenerative Agriculture Alliance and CEO of Tree Range Farms, and Reverend Dr. Heber M. Brown III, pastor, community organizer, and founder of the Black Church Food Security Network. Find your community at PASA's 33rd Annual Conference in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on February 8th through 10th. Register now at pasafarming.org slash HRN2024. That's P-A-S-A farming.org slash HRN2024. Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Eats on Heritage Radio Network, HRN. And I'm your host, Kotayama. And my guest today is Johan Uriak, who is the owner, chef of the Neapolitan pizza food truck, Pizza Bella, located in Izaka City, Fukuoka Prefecture, which is in the southern part of Japan. So uh, you started your own business as a chef owner of the Neapolitan pizza food yeah. truck uh, called the Pizza Bella. Uh, so in Izuka City, Fukuoka Prefecture. So 
first of all, why pizza and why in Izuka City? Because, it, you know, your father was a patissier and you could have chosen something more French, but you chose to make Italian style pizza. So what's the reason for that? So my reason is like... Uh... As I said, my father was pâtissier, but I have to say in Japan, the, there is many, many pâtissiers and then there is many shops, like cake shops. And I have to say the level is very, very high level and they are very skilled. They have some high skill Japanese people about the cake and they are doing even better than French pâtissiers these days. So me, my way, my think, my image of pizza I, I was checking and I was looking everywhere in Tokyo, the most famous pizza shop everywhere in Japan. And I find that they only have the same pizza. is the, the normal Napoli pizza, Italian Napoli pizza. But my pizza, what I'm making now, is a new new way of pizza. It's called Napolitana, Napoli pizza contemporanea. Contemporanea, like is a, the dough is very fluffy. And it's quite big, and inside is very, very fluffy and very easy to eat. But they, this kind of like a fluffy, fluffy, fluffy pizza in Japan, they don't have it yet. So mm. I thought there is a chance. There is a chance of making a new way of making pizza in Japan. And then this day, I I still check everywhere, and they don't make it yet. This kind of pizza. So I thought that I have a chance to make some new style of pizza in in here. So that's why I mm. wanted to do like p- pizza in here. This kind of pizza. Right. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because uh, I don't think many people know the Japanese um, French style uh, cake shops and all the sweet shops are so obsessively detail oriented. I think that fits in the Japanese personality and. Uh, I think Japanese people love sweets and especially very delicate French style cake shops. Yes, so, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so millions of them. And uh, yeah, if you visit major cities, you'll be busy visiting um, all those beautiful cake shops. And then probably you have like more than you expect uh, Western yes. style sweets. Right? They are fantastic. And, well, yeah, and also. It's a great point. I heard, uh, you know, Neapolitan Pizza Association or something, they certify pizza, pizzaiolo uh, globally. And then I heard uh, a couple of years ago, I think the most number, the biggest number of certified people are Japanese people. <laughs> so that's why um, I think Japanese people are really precise about following the rules and then they can make the classic style pizza with respect pretty well. Yes, so yes. that's Yes, certified. Right. So, yeah, and I heard your style of pizza. Um, you have the cornicione. Is that the, so, the specific? Cornicione. Mm, can you explain what it is? So, so the normal, what, what we, the most of the pizza, pizza yolo shop in Japan do, and bit everywhere, they do the normal Napoli pizza, the cornicione, the side, the pizza side, the dough is uh, small. And then it's a bit uh, hard and soft. But the new way I'm doing it is called uh, Napoli Contemporanea. Contemporanea is a, is a special way. It's a different way of making the dough. It takes more time. It's more, hard. it's more hard to do it. But inside it will be so fluffy. It will be very big. The, the cornicione will be very big. But inside a lot of hair. And very, very fluffy. 
So it's very easy to eat, very easy to, di- to digest, and the taste is a bit different. It's even more tasty. Why? Because it takes longer time to make it. So it mm. will, the, the taste inside the dough will be like, a, like a, it, will ta- how it will grow up, it will be more tasty. Mm. Right, so maybe you spend more time to ripen. The, the dough is more ripen, and then you have more natural yes. yeast and air. So that's why you make satisfying but really airy, light pizza, right? Yes, something like this. Mm. Yeah, because I was watching your YouTube video and it made me so hungry. That's like the crust. That's yeah. what I would look for in the pizza, right? And you opened um, your shop. I mean, the food truck in Izuka City. Uh, so what kind of place is Izuka? And also, why did you pick the location, which is uh, kind of like open air uh, space? Yes. So Izuka City is a quite a small city. It's quite big, but absolutely, there's not much to do in Izuka. It's quite countryside city. But in opposite way, me, I'm thinking like... Uh, it's a good opportunity for me. Why? Because I have a food truck. I can drive everywhere. And then I'm not interested to go to the big city where there is already so many shops, so many restaurants, so many food trucks. So in Izuka, is I can go, most of the place I go, people are quite happy to have someone who go here and some they can buy some pizza. And because there is no... There is no other shop around here. There is no takeout shop. There is no much restaurant. There is it's very, very countryside. So, so where I am, I am, my regular guests, they are over than 60 years old or even 70 years old. Or, or I have even young people too. I have, so I think it's quite good to be in a countryside. I mean, in Izuka. Mm. Right. Wow, that's a very strategic location choice i think and uh so that's another interesting thing about you have a very charming uh food truck and which i heard you built your own and in the kitchen inside the truck is pretty fancy and it's equipped with the pizza oven that you ordered from italy so how did you build it and i heard you have many friends involved in building it right yes yes so actually one of my friends he's uh he's a garage owner and then a small garage owner and then one day actually I was thinking before the corona starts I was thinking what should I do should I make make my restaurant or but at that time I was thinking no if I I do my restaurant now it's going to be like too hard so in Japan they start it become like a famous to do like food truck at that time so I told my friend then how about we build some like a food truck? And then he had no idea and I have no idea too. So first we bought like just a normal truck, like a delivery normal white truck. And then after that, of course, I start to, uh, to I was looking everywhere and I start to have my image, my ID. And I said, okay, then you know what I want to do? I want to do just like an open food truck only windows i want the people from outside they see anything what i do inside i have nothing to hide i want to show them how i make the pizza and how i cook the pizza and then i think this is a short time so the guest when they order the pizza it starts to be like fun 
when they start to open, like order the pizza, they can see Johan is starting to make pizza and cooking the pizza. And then it look already delicious. It look already like you want to eat the pizza when you look at it. But if you have someone in a food truck, there is no windows, it's all closed. You just order the pizza and you wait. And then after that, you open the door and then give you the pizza. I mean, I don't <laughs> think it's... Yeah, it's not the same feeling, right? It's a bit different. No. Now. Okay, thank you. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I mean, really, uh, your beautiful uh, track and very open and kind of like inviting too. So, and uh, I heard you have your other friends who's, who are carpenter and then the, the electrician or those people. So your track is very well customized and uh, it's amazing how you made friends with those people Um to make it happen. So, but how do you make people, uh, like all those Japanese people, and very locally? I'm, of course, you speak Japanese, but um, I don't think it's easy to go deep into the community. So, how do you do that? I mean, like, uh, till I was working in Japanese company everywhere, I was just following, like, uh, you need to be like this, you need to say sorry, you need to say oh, uh, thank you. I was not myself. I was not Johan anymore. I just become like uh, someone who I need to follow the rule in Japan. But since I have my food truck, I just become back to Johan and then I'm just myself. And then I make mistakes sometimes when I speak and then I'm just fun and then I'm just friendly. And I, I when the guests come, I don't treat them like a, like a, I don't know them. And this is the first time I say, even the first time I meet them, I just talk to them so friendly. And they are happy at the end with that Japanese people. And then I become like close to everyone so easily because they like, Japanese people like to have this human touch, like this like a friendly feeling. But maybe because they are shy or because this is in Japan, this, this is kind of the Japanese rule. You need to be like a very polite at the first and this and that. But if they see Johan is coming and very friendly and say, oh, hello, nice to meet you. It's the first time you order this pizza. And then, oh, yeah, then how about this one? You, you know, this one is quite tasty and this and that. They are very happy. So I become close to everyone like, like this because I'm just myself and then, just you need to be friendly and that that's it They'll, everyone like mm. it right so you speak the global language and also i think like you said japanese people because of language uh, barrier people may think japanese people may not be so open but people are ready to speak to you very friendly and i always feel there's such a warm community a whole society even including tokyo people ready to help you and uh it's such a caring place to live. That's what I think. I mean, probably I'm biased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So maybe you can give us some examples of your original pizzas. So one of my pizza, who I become like quite famous from the beginning, is called Johan Pizza. Why Johan Pizza? <laughs> because, because actually I didn't put this name on it. Actually, when I, I didn't have my food truck yet, but uh, I was I saw some guys who have the same food truck, similar food truck in Okinawa with some the same oven. And then I told him like, oh, I want to visit you. And then at that time he said, Let, let's do some event. I will make some event that Johan is coming from Izuka and then we will do some event. So please make one pizza you do, your own pizza. And then I bring this pizza to Okinawa and then he called it Johan Pizza. So this pizza is basically tomato sauce and then I put some shrimp on it and I put some fresh garlic on it 
And then I put some mini tomato and I put a lot of uh, granite cheese powder and then olive oil and then I cook it, cook it in a oven. And then after that, I just had extra like uh, granite cheese powder, granite cheese slice, and I put some uh, uh, red onion, fresh red onion on it. And then Japanese people, they just love this pizza. Is They love it. Is they Japanese people love seafood, so this pizza is quite famous. Right, and your Instagram post, I am looking at the image, and I, I'm very, very hungry right now. This looks amazing. Yeah. Right. Uh, thank you. So, and yeah, so that's Johan pizza. Anything else you want to mention? So I use like the domestic, like the pork, the big from Japan, pork belly from Japan, and then I make it on the French. I cook it on the French style. I put a lot of French herb, like rosemary and then oregano and then a lot of herb inside. And then I, I cook it about for two hours. And then after that, I just had it on the pizza. And then on the pizza, I put some onion and then I put some mozzarella cheese on it. And then when I I take it out and I put some black pepper and I, I put some, how you say in, in Japanese, it's, it's called like green, green negi, like negi. Mm. Like Tokyo Negi, like, Tokyo scallions. Yes, yes, and, and I hate it. And then this pizza is very, very like popular and quite tasty, I think. Mm. And again, looking at the Instagram, it's like the, you know, the colnichone that, you know, the edge is so fluffy. And then the, the pork, um, the image of pork belly is heavy, but uh, it looks like a very light. So I, I have to come over at some point. <laughs> Right. Please. Okay. So, uh, how many um, rest, uh, how many products, like how many types of pizza do you have usually? If I go to your truck, um, how many? Like you have three, four. I think I have. Uh, I forget. Eleven type. Eleven type of pizza I am making. Wow. So. Right. So. Right. And do you have many regulars uh, who come to your truck? Almost every day. Yes, or yes, every week? yes. Actually, uh, every week I'm usually go to the same place. So every day is a different place in Izuka or some other city around. And then, yes, I think I have some regular guests all the time come. So and then people as well from Instagram they order and then they follow from Instagram so they know exactly where I am and then say yes I have some regular place in every different location. Mm, right. Oh, that's interesting. So uh, you have, uh, you book the place to uh, park your truck and you can go around uh, in different locations because I see your calendar and you have different spots, like five, six spots and you can move around, right? Yes. So usually it's a place where my friends, they are the owner of the company or they let me like uh, sail over there like uh, for free they don't ask me any anything and they say johan you can go and sail over there or some place like uh yeah my friend who owned this land and then he said you can go at that time and it's okay you can sail over there some place you have to pay some like daily rent you need to pay for the for the day some rent and then on a saturday sunday sunday day some event some big event i go to the event as well too Mm, right, so you can make even more friends in each location. Yeah. 
Right. Okay. So, um, but running your own business must be very hard. So what's the biggest challenge for you? The biggest challenge is, uh, yeah, actually the place is like uh, to find a good place uh, to sell because some place, you can have some place, but it can be like uh, just a few people come or very quiet. It depends on the on the day and the time as well. So Izuka, as I said, is a very countryside. Some place can be very good, but some place can be there is no much people driving around here. And it, so, yes, it's all the time, every month I'm thinking where I'm going to be. Of course, I have my regular place, weekday, regular place, but... Uh, on a Saturday and Sunday, food truck, everyone's doing food trucks. We are expecting to go to some event, but if there is some event, but if it's raining, the event will be canceled. So we all the time worry about this kind of thing, like the place and if on the weekend, the event will be okay about the weather. If it's raining, food truck, we spit hard. People doesn't really go outside. Or if it's too hot as well. In Japan, it's very, very, very hot very humid so that weather like people don't really go outside so we are our worries about the place and the weather mm, right especially uh, the Kyushu and the southern part of uh, Japan must be really hot but um, I'm sure regulars look forward to your visit <laughs> parked uh, your pizza truck parked nearby so yeah it's yeah, good yeah, that yeah. you have regulars right yeah so I uh, it seems that um, you are living a good life. So what keeps you going and what's the key to living such a good life for you? What keeps me going is my son, my kids, my kids. Mm. So they keep me strong every day and then I want to make them proud. And then I know life is not easy in Japan. I'm sure for Japanese people it's not easy, but more hard for foreigners who live in Japan. There's so many things you need to adapt to, so many things you need to understand, and then so many things you need to accept to be in Japan. But what keeps me going is definitely my kids. They mm-hmm. give me the motivation every day. Like, yeah. Right. Well, if you ask Japanese people, living in Japan must be hard, and foreigners, maybe you get exception, whatever. People may, may say different things, but uh, I think you're so focused on living your life, uh, especially after the six years of soul-searching. So, yeah. yeah, it's very inspiring. You just really stick to what you want to achieve, and I think uh, as far as I understand from uh, your YouTube video and other things, um, you always try to improve your pizza, not just for uh, the business, for your son, but there's yes. some passion for pizza itself, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yes. Um, I'm all the time thinking morning till night, pizza, pizza, pizza. It's all the time. I try mm. to improve. I all the time think about I want to make a new pizza. Or, you know, if you, if you, when you make pizza, the dough, Every single day will be different. Why? Because outside is too hot, it's too cold, it's humid, it's not enough humid. 
So the, the dot will be a bit different every day. So I get so upset if the dot doesn't grow that much or if there's some trouble or I'm very so 100% on my pizza. So I, I definitely want to make the same pizza every single day. So sometimes even the dot could not grow up that fast or that well. I prefer not to sell the pizza, that selling this pizza and then the guests will find out that, oh, it's not the same as yesterday. So I really want to keep the same quality, the same level every single day for my pizza. So, yeah, I'm all the time trying to learn more and more about making it better and better. Wow, that's amazing. Because you're dealing with uh, live um, bacteria to react to what you do and the environment. So you can't control only too much. And... uh, uh, it must yes, be really yes. challenging, right? Yes, okay. Yes. So, uh, but sounds like you have so much energy. So what are your plans and dreams? So my plans is someday I want to open my restaurant. I want to open, yeah, some restaurants. So maybe I'm thinking in Fukuoka City because I don't live in a Fukuoka City. I live in Izuka. It's like one hour by car. Or in Kitakushu city, I'm still thinking, but yeah, my plan is, you know, about one year, um, I will maybe open the restaurant, but of course there's so many things I need to do before, but I'm thinking and then I'm judging day by day. Mm, right. So I'm sure the plans are going to evolve, but what kind of, um, is that going to be uh, the original pizza like you make now and uh I heard you trying to combine um, that pizza place with the concept of a wine bar, like French people love, right? Uh, yeah. So main, of course, it will be definitely pizza. But uh, pizza only, I think, like Japanese people, they, they like to have a small plate a bit everywhere. They like to try so many small food everywhere. So I think just a pizza is not enough. So, of course, the main is pizza. And then I after that, I want to make some, like, like French, like, uh, do you know tapas? Tapas is from Spain, but in France, we do tapas too, like uh, some French toast with some little bit of uh, pate or like saucisson or something like this. And then I want to make like a big wine bar, like uh, customers, they can pick up the wine by themselves and then they can choose the wine by themselves and then like... uh, something like friendly and then like open kitchen. So I, I will be in the middle. I will be cooking pizza in the middle and then people around me, they just sit and they eat, they drink and they just watch me like making pizza. I mean, that's my image, something like this. Mm, right. I definitely want to go there when you open it. So, yeah, so Thank good you. luck and uh, please do keep me posted. Um so where can we find your updates online and on social media? So I'm doing Instagram. So Instagram is, uh, the name is Napoletana Pizza Bella. But if Napoletana okay. is too long, maybe you can find it on, you can put Pizza Bella, B-E-L-L-A, and then I'm sure you can find me. Mm-hmm. Right. I put the link uh, in my show notes too. So, well, um, thanks so much for joining us today, Johan, and uh, hope to see you soon uh, in Fukuoka or somewhere <laughs> at uh, your new you. place. And also, yeah, come back when you open your place and good luck. Thank you. I will. So, thank you so much. 
Right. So, listeners, if you have any questions or comments about the show or suggestions for show topics or guests, please contact us at japaneseheritageradionetwork.org or kikokutaima.com. Japanese is a weekly program and is always available at heritageradionetwork.org as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. Our engineer is Liam Werner, and thanks for listening. I will see you next week. Japanese is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.